Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Brilliant Squad. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I am your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for people who want to create their own opportunities and income by leveraging their ideas, talents, and skills. And I have a brand new resource for you. It's called the Find Your Genius Zone Guide. If you're stuck trying to figure out what skills or talents you could monetize or what exactly you are expert enough to teach someone else, I've created the perfect resource for you. Inside of the Genius Zone Guide, you will find exercises that will help you pinpoint where your natural talents lie, who your ideal client is, and what your MVP, meaning your minimum viable product or your first and simplest product, should be. To receive a copy of the guide, text BRILLIANCE to 345345. Again, to receive a copy of this guide, you need to send a text message to 345345 with the word BRILLIANCE. I also want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by The Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal setting, a vision board, planning your day-to-day, and regular monthly review to help you get from idea to done. To learn more about The Visionary Journal and to order a copy for yourself, visit visionaryjournal.co. Alrighty, so let's talk about today's episode because I have another really amazing interview with an amazing woman entrepreneur on tap for you today. Today's guest is Ayana Vaughn, who is the founder and owner of the bookkeeping firm Lovely Financials Group. She helps women-led empires make and manage their money to fund the lifestyle of their dreams. Running Lovely Financials Group for the past three years has allowed Ayana to witness many things. She has come to understand businesses in their first steps to those surpassing seven figures, and Ayana strives to bridge the gap of financial empowerment for all women entrepreneurs. So you guys, she's our money person because she's trying to help do that wonderful, great work of getting women to where they need to be financially. Because if you look at the statistics, we are still not earning equally to men. And ladies, we are just as brilliant, if not more. So in this episode, Ayana breaks down some of the most common money mistakes that she has seen from her clients and just new creatives as a whole. She also shares ways to simplify your money management to eliminate overwhelm, and you'll hear me share a bit of my own personal struggles, and she offers some really great advice for that. And then lastly, she gives her best advice for getting over your fear of money, which is something that we all need to be actively working on, uh, changing our money stories so that they benefit us and they help us continue to grow. They don't keep us stuck and stagnant. So if you are ready to get your finances in order, grab your notebook and a pen, Let's dive in. Hey, Ayana, welcome to the show. Hey, Monique, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so good, and I'm so excited to have you. Uh, as I mentioned like earlier, this I feel like this is going to be a really good conversation because everybody wants to talk about money. Everybody right. wants to talk <laughs> about making more and keeping more and just doing the work to feel better, like change their money stories. And so I I feel like this is going to be a really good episode because this is what people need. This is what they want. And I'm like, I'm not your money expert, but I can find you one. (laughs) 
That is so true. And just all of us like becoming better stewards of our money is like super important. So I'm happy to have that conversation. Yes. All right. Well, then let's not wait. Let's jump in. Uh, But let's start at the top. Tell us how you got started. Like, what's your backstory? How did you become this this um, the steward for money for women entrepreneurs (laughs) in particular? Yeah. So um, this is a funny story because it kind of like starts out like with me not even thinking I would be a business owner, one, or working with money, like long-term. So in college, I was a um, healthcare management major and I took some accounting classes. I, weirdly enough, fell in love with accounting. My professor was like, you need to change your major. And I was um, tutoring folks who were accounting majors on how to do like the the coursework and practice for tests and everything. So I just really fell in love with it with how accounting helps you tell a story with your numbers. And um, although I was at the end of my college career, I also was a young mom at the time. I had um, I, I was pregnant and I was at the end of my, my college career. And I was like, let me just finish and let me go back to school for accounting if that was what I wanted to do in the future. I swore up and down I was gonna be a CFO at a hospital because I wanted <laughs> to work in um, the administration piece for um, for hospitals. And um, at the time I was working like three jobs in the health field. So I was a medical scribe um, at an emergency department, another scribe at an eye clinic. And I was working as like an, at like an admin um, position for an urgent care. So I was like really gung ho on being like in the health field. After I graduated, I was, um, this is another like weird <laughs> turn where I was a foster mom to adults with special needs. So the proper name was I was a host parent. So I was teaching adults how to best live their life in a way that was independent in their terms. So I was an, an advocate for them. So um, with that being said, I was a young mom of three overnight. That's how it felt pretty much. I had a new baby. I had two adults I was taking care of. So I was um, really overwhelmed with taking care of everyone but myself. So in that, I started um, saying, okay, let me dig into something that's creative and something for me. So I started blog- a blog. And with that blog, I was introduced to so many women crushing it online in their businesses and just just this community that that welcomed me with open arms. And in that, (laughs) I found that women were crushing it, but they were also afraid to talk about money. So with my background um, and like knowing accounting, and um, at the time I loved design and I also have a knack for um, just keeping like organization within companies. So I was a VA that did like a different things. And I was like, okay, I need to focus on one thing. And the um, focus that I turned to was money and doing bookkeeping. I took a program that helped me conceptualize the accounting knowledge and turned it into a business. And um, one thing led to another where where I did work for one person and then kind of like a domino effect of working with so many women in online business. And that's how Lovely Financials was born three years ago. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I like so many things that you said. And I know that this episode right. is, <laughs> I know that our, this episode is not about this, but how awesome are you that you were working as like this host mom for special needs yeah. kids? And this is like a tangent, but I used to be, I, w- I taught for a couple of years. And then mm-hmm. as I started transitioning into entrepreneurship, I subbed and I spent a lot mm-hmm. of time subbing in special needs classrooms and 
Right. There's just such a huge gap of help there. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. And people don't even realize it. And so to hear you as like a young woman saying like, I have this new baby, but I'm also helping take right. care of these adults <laughs> who need right. basic life skills. I just think that is so amazing. Yes. Um, and we could talk about this too more in depth, like after, because it's opened my eyes to how people um, can be overlooked just based off their developmental disabilities and um, me like digging deep and like understanding someone for who they are and helping them be independent and helping people understand um, what they're going through and also like what they need to work on and turn it from like something that's negative to a positive and meet them where they're at. So it's, it's, it was a journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So put a pin in that. We were going to come right. back to that because I have some thoughts. <laughs> but also, you know, just how you're saying it started coming out so early on and I don't necessarily, well, like it started coming out in your college career that mm -hmm. you had this knack for accounting, which one is amazing because when we think Thank about you. accountants, we don't really think about women accountants. Right, um, right. <laughs> I don't know if I know a single woman accountant and I know several accountants. Um, <laughs> and then like, you know, that one, somebody recognized that in you, but then you had like right. this, this thought later on that, okay, I could turn this into something and that you notice that women in particular need money management help because it's an important skill. And you're right. A lot of us are afraid to talk about money because it's a very touchy subject and it feels very taboo. And exactly. I, don't, I don't know why uh, we as women feel it's taboo because I feel like money men talk about money all the time and they're mm -hmm. so willing to throw around salaries and numbers. And then exactly. Like, How much did you make? And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> right. So about that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. I love everything that you just said. So I want to ask you, you. Um, do you subscribe to a particular money philosophy? Yes, for sure. So one thing, it's super simple. Whatever gets tracked gets managed. So whatever you track with your numbers, that gets managed. So if you're tracking your income, you're going to manage that and you're going to happen to grow it. And if you track your expenses, you're going to track them and keep them low or keep and make sure that you're only expensing the relevant things and for your business and life. And making sure you that bottom line grows. So yeah. Okay. So uh, again, I think that that's really, really one great and just simple and solid advice. So, right. Yay. But um, <laughs> the tracking expenses, ugh, let's not even talk about that. I recently, <laughs> I recently pulled up my spreadsheet where I have, you know, the outgoing expenses I have. And I took a look at the other day and I was like, no. This is like, uh -huh. it's ballooned so much. It's so bad. And so I, I had to do like some really hard conversations with myself about like, are these things necessary? Okay. Do you need this program? Can you cut down like hours that you're contracting these works and do some of this work yourself because you have exactly. the time. And like, there's some resistance there because I'm like, no, these things make my life easier. But right, it's like, right. But yeah, they're also eating up all of your money. So you need to make some decisions. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so the first thing um, is outside the spreadsheet, getting onto something that you can track in real time, like a accounting software, so that you can kind of categorize them and then you can kind of um, make your bookkeeping processes a little bit easier. And then you can look at those stuff that you need to like omit from your expenses quicker. 
And then also looking at what you're pricing, because when you're pricing your offerings from a solopreneur where you're doing all of the work versus now you have team members, you have to figure out, okay, are you pricing for profit? So maybe looking at that top line and making sure that that's that the best rate to offer so that your team could possibly still, if, if, even if we cut some hours, it, you still have a good um, margin for your offerings. You know, I had, I had not considered that, uh, what you just said about like looking at it from a solopreneur's perspective. I think there's mm-hmm. definitely, I'm looking at it like from a solopreneur's perspective. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I have extra money. I can hire somebody, but I don't think I necessarily right. thought about, oh, but you should add some dollars onto these things because you need to pay another person to do this work. Right. Mm-hmm. And even the the shift, because um, I'm changing from that solopreneur to having a team and I'm okay with taking a lower margin on that specific offering. Okay. So you made mention of profit margins and I think I kind of get it, but maybe not. So can you give <laughs> us like a, a beginner version of what does that mean? Yes. So there's two types of profit margins. One, I'm going to talk about in detail with your offerings. So we have the top line item, which is your revenue. You have your direct costs to perform the actual service or your pro- or deliver your product. And then we have the gross, um, the gross profit. And then when we divide the gross profit by the income, we get the gross profit margin. So that helps you understand how profitable your offering is. Okay. All right. I think that made a lot of sense. And so I think we got it this time. So, all right, there you go. Profit margin. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because yeah, there's two sets of them. I don't want anyone to think, to get confused by them because we have the gross versus net. And I was talking explicitly about like gross so that you know that your offering Mm. is profitable. That makes a lot of sense. So clearly I need to go have a conversation with myself (laughs) about some of these numbers. I just, yeah, looking at that spreadsheet last week and I was like, oh, this is not good. Um, So there needs to be some adjustments that are made, which I guess this is a great time to kind of segue into common money mistakes that you see. So you work with clients and I'm sure behind the scenes and businesses you're working because I know from reading your bio it's like from people who have begun all the way to like seven figures so what Mm -hmm. are some common things that you see people are making like early on so the biggest mistake is commingling your finances it's extremely hard to know what your business has brought in and the expenses at a glance when everything is all in one account And the biggest misconception is um, business owners think that they should separate their money, like once they have their LLC. But even before then, you can create a separate account, even if it's in your personal name, so that you can separate everything and you can see at a glance kind of what's coming in, what's going out. And then you can treat your business like a business because from what (laughs) I've experienced is different levels of treating your business like a business. So that first level of separating it treating it like a business where you're allocating time to it. You're making sure that you're tracking your expenses and things like that. And then there's different levels of, okay, now you're looking to hire a team member. Okay. Looking to become an S-corp if that's in the, um, if that's the right path for you. So that first level is separating your finances. So that's a, um, one thing that I want everyone to kind of work through when you first starting is do your bookkeeping, even when you first start, 
that people think that you shouldn't track it unless like you're making something. But if you're spending something, you need to know how much that is so that you can deduct those. Okay. Anything else that you notice that people kind of do besides the commingling of the funds? Yeah. So um, definitely underpricing. I see a lot of that with women. I see that a lot too. <laughs> For sure. And I've been guilty in the past. <laughs> because when you go from um, getting income from like, you know, your nine to five versus a business, you have a lot of things to consider. One all of that is without taxes. So mm. you have to allocate money for taxes yes. <laughs> and your pricing. Two, you have to make sure that you're covering those direct costs for the deliverables for that offering and also other expenses for your business, paying yourself out of your offerings. So just understanding how to price for profit is a huge one so that it affects, so that you can also afford to um, have expenses in your business or like, you know, making sure that you could pay your people or pay your software subscriptions. And that leads to another one, another mistake is signing up for all of these software subscriptions, because although they're like a cute 29 every month, <laughs> 19 or five, it adds up. Nine dollars. <laughs> I'm currently debating adding a nine dollar subscription. Right. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> It is. It's so easy. I'm like, it's $9. You spend $9 at Chick-fil-A. Like, it's fine. But then you start, like, looking at all the other things. And I'm like, well, that $9 just added on to, like, this $275. So now it's a whole nother thing. Right, right. Too funny. Yes. And also um, another big one is having your income be the big reveal around tax time. Like, you shouldn't know how much you made when it's time to do your taxes. You need to look at it, um, like, every single month and so that you can know how much, where you've been. So I, wanna, I want you to know where you were last year this time so that you can compare. Because when I'm, when I'm looking over that with clients or myself, I'm like, I was in a whole different mindset when I was making this much in last year. And that tells your story of where you've come from and where you can go. And if you know that you grow a certain percentage each year, then you can make that uh, assumption for future income or future like expenses and things like that. So that helps for sure. Oh, so you just brought up a point that uh, it sparked a question. So you were just saying about making sure you track your money or like look at your income every month because you don't want to just have this big surprise come tax time. So do you have any like specific routines or habits that you do every single month to make sure like I've checked all these boxes in my accounting and I know where we stand? Yeah, so great question. So I have some, um, so one tidbit, I have a freebie called the Classy Cash Flow Kit and that with that comes like bookkeeping tasks that you have. So we have like a daily task and that's like checking your bank accounts, making sure that everything looks good. Um, I like to write my income. So I have like an income tracker so that you track your income every single day so that you're keeping that momentum and looking at how close you are to your goals. Weekly, do your bookkeeping. I like to do that every single week and so that I'm tracking those expenses so that you get a clear picture of like, okay, the first week you spend X amount, second week X amount, so that you kind of know your flow of your business expenses and business income. 
And then I also love to have a CEO day. And that's when you sit back and work on the business. So you review kind of what transpired throughout the week. What were outside of your finances? How how was your marketing? What leads do you have to who what leads do you have to follow up with? What projects do you have to close? And then go down to like, okay, what did you bring in this week? And what expenses do you have this week? What is outstanding? And on a monthly basis, have like a finance review and we could talk about that a little bit later or you could look at the freebie (laughs) and then also transferring money to your tax savings account because a lot of times again talking about like pricing we don't consider what percentage needs to be for your tax savings because all of it (laughs) we have to consider that and um if you're transferring money from your regular checking to your tax savings at tax time you don't have to take that chunk of what you owe from your regular checking account to pay your taxes. So definitely transferring money over and analyzing your budget. So if you create your budget, look at it and see the variance from what actually happened versus what you have planned for your budget. On a quarterly basis, making sure that you pay your quarterly taxes or just make sure you have that lump sum of your tax savings. Um, Reviewing your pricing models because um, things change Every quarter, what I've seen, businesses go through a complete overhaul quarterly sometimes, especially in the digital world, because things change so much. Um, change, making changes and notes to your income and expenses. Maybe um, you have a trip planned in the summer, making sure that you plan in advance so that you're not like surprised. Oh, why is my net income lower? Oh, because you had a, a trip planned already that you didn't. Um, that you forgot about. And then yearly, definitely paying paying your 1099 contractors, making sure you're doing it on time by January 31st, reviewing your budget for the year, looking at that variance again and creating a new one for the next year. So um, those are some major um, bookkeeping tasks that I definitely like to do with my clients and, and kind of teach um, my other clients to do on their own. Okay. All right. So that was a really good list. So you guys, that was a lot. So (laughs) I'm going to suggest that you go and download her classy cash flow kit. And I'll have the link to that in the show notes. And I'll also be available in your little podcasting app. If there's clickable links there, I'll put it there as well. So you can get it because, I mean, unless you took really good notes, but let's be honest. (laughs) There's an easier way to do this. (laughs) Go get the the kit. (laughs) Okay, so... With all of these these um, tasks that you suggested, do you have any favorite tools that you like to use for money management? Yeah, so I use a software called Xero that's at X-E-R-O. And also for clients, we use QuickBooks Online. Those are pretty robust and they link with a lot of your supplemental softwares like Shopify. Um, they link with um, some other like sales tax software. And um, Dubsado links really good with QuickBooks Online. So Dubsado is like a CRM. So just looking at what you use already for your tools and um, seeing which would be the best for what best um, accounting software for yourself. I vote for Zero. I've been using them for years. Uh, because... Oh, awesome. I love Zero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Zero ambassador. So I love um, uh, what I love about Zero is that they're made for the business owner in mind because it's super simple, right? Yes, I used QuickBooks and I mean, it's, I'm sure it's better because it's been a, at least five or six years since I switched over. 
But yeah. um, it was very complicated to set up. I was, right. I was really touch and go for a while there. Right. Especially having um, a product-based business and having to right. figure out, like, connecting the sales invoices. Like, who has time to sit there and type in every single T-shirt sale every day? Not me. <laughs> so I love that Shopify integrated with Zero right off the bat mm-hmm. and I didn't have to do anything. It's the right. fastest thing ever. And oh my gosh. Okay, so I always, people, sometimes I see people tweeting online about zero and they're like, oh, I wish there was a way to do things faster. And I'm like, use your rules, people. Oh my gosh. If you have gosh, zero, yes. use the freaking <laughs> rules, okay? Listen, exactly. they have this little setting where you can go in and if you have transactions that happen all the time for like the same places, you can mm-hmm. set rules and it matches them up for you faster. So you can save time and just go through and make sure they're all okay and, and clear them. So I do right. that with, um, because I ship things, I do that with right. my shipping provider. So that way mm-hmm. I'm not like sitting there trying to reconcile all of these little shipping transactions all the time and PayPal fees. I do it with right. PayPal fees too. Cause who has time to be matching all of that up? And it just does exactly. it so seamlessly and it's so quick. Exactly. Now, um, QuickBooks does do that as well, <laughs> but I, I do have an affinity for zero because it's just so easy for business owners who are just starting to do their own books because um, I'm huge on business owners doing their own numbers until they reach a point where they just don't have that time to do it and they need to hand it off to someone like myself. Oh, and what what... Like, is there a magic number? Like, is there an income number? Is there, like, how do, yeah. how do you gauge when is a good time for somebody to outsource that? In my opinion, um, definitely when they surpass six figures. Now, I do have trainings. Um, I do train folks one-on-one because I do think that everyone has, like, their own unique um, bookkeeping setup that they would need. And um, so I could definitely set you up even if you're just starting. But um you need to be on it so that you can be really intimate with your own numbers at first to know them through and through. And then you say, okay, I've been doing it. I made this certain amount and I'm able to hand it off to someone else. Okay. Now that idea has changed a bit (laughs) (laughs) for me, but now it's like, okay, I think, I think for, for sure people need to kind of handle their, their stuff on their own. I like that though. I think I'm, a big proponent of DIYing in the mm-hmm. beginning because right. if you know in the beginning how to handle the basis of your building of your building the basics of your business you're mm-hmm. just better off in the long run um, it's easier for you to figure out when it's a good time to outsource and what exactly you need to outsource it's a really exactly. good way to make sure that the people that you're outsourcing to, you know the proper questions to ask them before you hire so that you're mm-hmm. not bringing on people who are incompetent because you know what a good job looks like. But if you start off outsourcing those things too early and you haven't gotten a good flow and, and know how to do it, then how do you know if somebody's screwing you right. over? Because your <laughs> business is your business. Like somebody, right. you can bring other people in to help you, but it's your baby and you want to make sure it's getting the best care as possible. So. I think that that is really, really solid advice. Yeah. And I love to tell, even if someone isn't necessarily savvy with their numbers, I tell them, hey, I'm going to educate you along the way. I'm going to tell you what these reports mean. (laughs) And I also remind them, I'm not the gatekeeper for all of your things financial. So definitely take, um, take control of it in a way 
to for your understanding and i'm just like that helper to help you understand your money even more i like it i like it a lot all right so let's <laughs> talk about um we've been talking kind of about you know business um your finances like some of your favorite tools and tasks and things like that what are some ways that we can really begin to simplify this whole money management piece and eliminate overwhelm because right. i think I know for me personally, sometimes, not all the time, but mm -hmm. probably more often than not, going into my accounting software can be really overwhelming. So I'll let mm -hmm. these tasks pile up and then I'll be, it'll be like time to pay sales tax. I'm like, dang it. Now I got to <laughs> spend the whole day working selling the entire last quarter <laughs> because oh, no. I didn't do it or I didn't, I didn't keep up with it as well as I can. So do you have any tips for like simplifying money management? Yeah, so um, going there once a week, okay. maybe creating, <laughs> because if you're doing it once a week, then you'll be done by the end of the month, and it's really just reviewing. I'm going to and... be honest, full disclosure, I set a, mm -hmm. I set a thing every week in Asana to do it, and every week <laughs> I come back on Monday and it's red, and I just click it off. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you created like your first step. Because um, in our systems, every client is on us as like we have like our tasks on Asana just to kind of like check things off to make sure that we are keeping up with everything. So like the first step is making sure all the transactions are on there. Second step, just reconciling the transactions, kind of like checking them off, making sure they're there. You have the rules that makes it much easier. But um, if you have that step-by-step -step process, that's more, uh, you can make it as much detailed as possible so that you don't feel like you're just doing that one task and it's like, okay, if I do none of it, then none of it is done. Maybe if I do some of it, then at least some of it is done. Um, so yeah, if you can, um, how long does it take you on a good day to it do it? It honestly doesn't take very long. I would say if I get in there and I just put on some music it depends mm -hmm. on the week, but it can take 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. It's not even a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just like actually doing it. But then I'm like, <laughs> it, somehow like I'll miss it. And I'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, don't worry about it. I'll catch up next week. And then it's like three weeks later. And I'm like, damn it. I did not catch well, up. <laughs> here's an idea. Maybe do you have like a CEO day where you go over like everything in your business? Um, Not so much a CEO day, but I guess I have a batch day. <clears throat> okay. So um, maybe having a day where you're working as a CEO and you're doing, you're, you're, you're reviewing your marketing, making sure that you kind of notate what transpired throughout the week, kind of building that momentum of like, okay, I'm in this. It's been a great week. You have your goal. You set your goal for next week and then finish off with the bookkeeping because you know what you need to do and then finish it up with that number selling that story. Maybe that can help. I think that I, I actually think that I would like that because um, I don't think I really consider like doing this see like I try to do most of my planning like once a month, but mm -hmm. I could see how it could be a lot less overwhelming if I broke some of that planning down over the course mm -hmm. of the month and I could just build in bookkeeping time there as well. Um, yeah. So that way I won't be the day before sales tax or do <laughs> right. trying to do a whole quarter's worth of sales tax because it, <laughs> it sucks. Not so it yeah. used to really suck when I was using QuickBooks, but again, this was several years ago. It right. doesn't suck as much, which is probably why I let it pile up so badly. So what but do you use for 
sales tax. There's a software called TaxJar that can make that process even faster. I've seen them, um, but I don't. I actually don't have a lot of problems with sales tax. Okay. Um, so that okay. that part is really easy. It's more so that I'm like, oh, you didn't reconcile these transactions, so you oh, don't even okay. know what the sales taxes are. <laughs> but right. no, the the actually the sales tax part, I'm actually pretty good about. Um, I just need to be more consistent about making sure everything mm-hmm. is good to go. So on that day, I'm just like, okay, go pull the numbers that you need and put them in the thing and send it, and it's fine. Yeah. Well, Textjar automates it for you. It brings it from Shopify, and then they automate it. Oh, then I don't even have to filing. do it. Mm-hmm. Just uh, set it up. Okay, I'm about to. We can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, listen, if I could just eliminate that altogether, right. then you could. <laughs> say it's not even a big thing, but if we could just get rid of it, I'm cool. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm put a pin in that. We're gonna come back to that later. Right. Um, but no, I think I think creating a CEO day is actually I'm gonna try it. Um. I saw this thing on someone else's pom- podcast. Um, her name is Raina Pomeroy. And I guess I need mm-hmm. to put this in the show notes as well. And she does this CEO report. And mm, she said, right. it, have you seen it? Have, she said it. I up. haven't seen the report, but I, I've, um, I've heard her talk about it before. I haven't seen the report though. It's, it's really neat. I'll, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes for you guys, but cool. she uses a type form and mm-hmm. she has a series of questions that she asks herself every Friday and she just goes and puts it in the type form. And then when you do your planning or your CEO days or whatever, you can pull up all of this data mm. and this type form that has, and you can track whatever you want. Like some of the, I have one, but I haven't been doing it consistently to be fair, but you can track <laughs> like, you know, what really went well that week, how much money you made, your stats, right. and you just have this and it's all, it's really neat because it's all neat and categorized inside of tap form so you don't have to worry about like finding all the information all over the place and right. i just thought like oh that's really smart so i can add this to my For sure um, i'll do my ceo report and then make sure i do mm-hmm. my accounting and that's how i close out friday right yep see there <laughs> making progress now i just right. gotta make sure i stay i stay consistent with doing it on friday that's the thing um but yeah, all right. So I wanna I wanna segue into what I think is like the big thing for people, which mm-hmm. is fear of money, getting right. over our fear of money and doing this money mindset work because we all have money stories. A lot exactly. of times they're not even stories that belong to us. They were probably stories from our parents that that's we have me. brought into adulthood. Raise your hand right. if that's you, because it's me. <laughs> I'll raise all of the hands, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So talk to us about that. Like, how do you even begin to start doing this work so that money doesn't feel so scary? Right. So transparency. Before I started my business, I wasn't the best with my own money management. I knew exactly what I needed to do and I understood money. So when I fell through the cracks, I could create a strategy to correct myself. So with that, I fought my education versus like what my um kind of like basically like with family generations and like all of my own habits so i'm constantly fighting the habit versus the education and knowing what i need to do and what has helped me now is um like telling myself that i am worthy to make the money that i desire and that i no longer am my family is no longer in a point of survival like we are in this day and age where we can create 
um, our futures and legacy the way we want. And the only one that's stopping us is ourselves. So, um, so with that, I, I, whenever I'm working with others and they're saying, oh, I suck with money. I, I'm terrible. I'm like, no, 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 don't say that. Don't say that you're <laughs> terrible. Don't say that you suck. Just say that that's something that you're working on. And that's why you sought help. So instead of talking to yourself negatively, because we don't know how much that affects us, because that affects us a lot, <laughs> turn it and say, hey, this is something that I'm working towards and I'm working on it and I'm going to focus on it and I'm going to get better at it. And that helps you subconsciously tell yourself the truth that you that you will get better and that you're not putting yourself down and punishing yourself for making any mistakes. Mm. Um, every morning I go through this journaling process and one of those steps is affirmations and I have like Mm -hmm. four that I repeat every morning I read them and if I feel like I need to add any to the list I'll add one but one that I always put in there is money is flows to me easily and readily and the universe Mm -hmm. will provide everything that I need and I write that I read that every single morning before I get started with my day because, mm-hmm. you know, we are in this place where we need to really shift stories um, that don't belong to us. I shared on a podcast I was on recently um, about a money story that I have adopted from my parents. And mm-hmm. it's one it it basically influenced how I made like my, my decision to what college to go to. Right. And I was just sharing like to be somebody who worked so hard and did all of these things to get scholarships and everything to go to college so that it wouldn't be a burden on my family. I Mm. remember wanting to go to a really specific college, but deciding to not even to apply and only to apply to one, all because my dad said we couldn't afford it, which, Mm. you know, that's valid. But the thing is, I adopted the story that we couldn't afford it, but my parents didn't actually end up paying for my college because I did all this hard work and got scholarships and was able to have my college paid for yet. And still I made this big decision about my life based on somebody else's money story and not on like my own abilities. And so I'm constantly fighting to like untether myself from these stories that my parents have told us over the years, because I'm just like, my situation's not yours. I don't have all the siblings. I don't have all the kids that you guys had. Right. it's a different circumstance, but um, yeah, these, I mean, it's, it's crazy how we live in the house that like our mindsets build. Exactly. <clears throat> right. And um, mine is, mine is similar to a point where, you know, I was raised by a single mom and I knew that I wasn't about to apply to a school out of state because <laughs> she needed my help. I felt, <laughs> felt like she needed my help. And I am also... It would be something that she couldn't afford to help me out of state. And it was just where I was comfortable. So, yeah, definitely relate to that money story and how we were built or raised and um, how that turned out to be our story at first. But we have to work hard to change that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any like resources or books or things that you've read about money mindset that have really helped you? For sure. So um, you are a badass at making money. Yes. (laughs) And um, yeah, that's, I got, um, when she, when I, I have the audible book and I was like writing all of like the mantras and I hang them like above my computer. So whoever visits, they see it, but it's like, you know, I don't care. This is 
some of my affirmations that I look at. <laughs> and I also really love um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And um, it just kind of makes you self-aware of what you desire and understanding that whatever you desire is already true. You just have to work towards it to make it come to fruition. And um, and the this is random, but I heard on a podcast with James Budmore, and I think he interviewed someone, and he was saying we could um, like blame our parents for what went wrong, but we also have to blame them for what went right. Mm. So that stuck with me. It's like that we were meant to go through these like difficulties with, with money, so that we can transfer that and transform it for our future and help our children children <laughs> create the legacies that they deserve. Oh, that was that's really good. I like that a lot. Oh my gosh, so much good conversation <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, I can just talk with you all day. Um, but we're not cuz people have things to do right. and and I know they don't want to spend all day listening to a podcast. So, <laughs> but this was so good. <laughs> it was. It, it really has. And I, I hope that this conversation has been really beneficial to those of you who are listening. But my favorite part of this show is the Pimp Your Brilliance Action Challenge. Because everyone knows I just don't think having ideas are great without having some type of action behind it. So right. Ayana is going to share with us three quick ways to get control of your finances. Right. So we talked about this a little bit, but the biggest way is to, one, get on an accounting software. I think we both agree <laughs> that Zero is a really easy um, or easier software for you to do on your own. Link up those bank accounts, look and see and um, code what came in. So that's your income, code what went out, that's your expenses. Make sure that you have separate accounts for your business versus your personal so that you can separate them and stop commingling. If you have done so already, that's totally fine. Just keep it pushing, keep it moving and separate them and go forward with it. Don't wait. And um, also making sure that you um, price for profit. So I want you to get out a sheet of paper and look at what you've been pricing so far and understand how many hours you've been dedicated to create the deliverables for your um your offering make sure that you track your direct expenses and then getting that profit margin from that ex from that offering and seeing if that is profitable so if you have to change it change it now so that you can just go forward you don't even have to announce that oh yeah i'm going to change it no change it <laughs> <laughs> so that the next person that is working with you has your new pricing squared away so that you track your money you price for profit and you are separating your finances so that you can do your bookkeeping all right so there you go those are your quick tips that's your assignment today is if you are not um, if you have not set up a separate bank account and you have not put together some type of a uh, way to track your your finances like using financial software go do it go do it and do it now because these are really really important and if you want to grow into the badass business owner that I know that you can become these are really essential first steps all right also, um, I always love to ask, what are you reading currently? Have you read anything really good? Anything we should yeah. know about? So, oh my gosh, the Game Changer book that I have read, really listened to in Audible, is a book called Traction. <laughs> so it talks about um, like managing your money as you scale, or really 
managing your business as, as you scale. So adding on like your team members, making sure that everyone has specific actionable um, goals to work towards for the bigger goal of the company. And, um, and that's really timely for where I'm at in business because I'm coming from that solopreneur to business owner where I'm having team members and I'm trying to not be the bottleneck of all things in the business. So handing off, like being able to delegate certain stuff in a way that is um, understandable so that people can, um, and they also know what they what expectations I have from them. So if you are growing a business where you're growing your team, I definitely recommend that book traction. Sure. All right. So I will add that into the show notes. And if listeners want to reach out and get in touch with you, how can they find you? Yeah, so you could definitely sign up for the classy cash flow kit and you'll get immersed in the um on the email list definitely i've been having a lot of fun on instagram so you can follow us on instagram at um, instagram.com lovely financials and also if you want to have more discussion um you can be a part of our facebook group it's called the profitable ladies lounge and um, we'll be talking more about money and just kind of making a candid conversation yes all right well it was really great having you on the show so much good conversation. I know. <laughs> I know. Like I said, we could just talk for hours, but we can't do right. that. There's things for people to do. But thank you again for coming on and sharing your expertise. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's great being on. And it's funny because this is our first time talking. So it's like. <laughs> I know. I know. But I love, I love, love, love when I interview people and the conversation feels natural and it flows because it's right. not always that great. <laughs> Well, all right, you guys, until next week, go out there and pimp your brilliance.